started our um, tech retreat this week, and it's been a first, or a great first week. Don't know about you, <coughs> but days a peculiar presence that comes into the studio when we when we broadcast when we go live so what's changed that what normally happens is that we are busy setting up doing whatever we are doing and there's nothing and then we count down to live broadcast and as soon as we live broadcast, that presence comes in. And sometimes it's so overwhelming, I myself don't know what to do. And the Lord revealed to me what that presence really is. And it's a secret. But I'm sure for those of you who are watching the streams, maybe when you are at home in your living room or uh, days, a presence of the spirit that's being duplicated there. You know, I had one testimony in the week. One guy calls me and his wife is nine months pregnant, so she's overdue. So she couldn't uh, go into labor. So he calls me and says, you know, we've been to the doctor and we are told that she should have given birth by now. And she hasn't. So two weeks over, hasn't, hasn't given birth. And it's starting to concern the doctor to concern even them so I said to him so he asked me to pray I said no don't worry what I want you to do is that tonight get your wife and yourself to watch the live stream watch it live he said okay man of God I didn't pray so he did what I told him God is one. That was on the six. That was day six. Yeah, day six. He got his wife and himself to watch the live stream. And what was happening on day six? Day six, what happened was a ministering spirit came in while I was ministering. I think it was. When I started, when I spoke about cancer. So I just ministering, ministering in the spirit like that. So we had the service, the service ended. On, that was on the 6th, right? So I didn't speak to him on the 7th. On the 7th at 11.30, 
a wise water broke. On the 8th at 2 o'clock, she gave birth. So, he gives me a call yesterday and he says, Man of God, I just, my wife just gave birth to a baby girl. And I was touched because there is something that is happening in these messages, in these services that is very peculiar in that if you have expectation you will have a miracle a work of the Lord take place in your life it doesn't matter what it is that you are expecting God for it will happen and one of the things that's going to begin happening from week three onwards is that there will be very, very many financial and money miracles taking place. Verily. Don't let anything become a distraction to you. The Spirit of God is doing something. He's doing something. I'm telling you, child of God, He's doing something. What we should do is remain. 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 And keep letting the Word Suddenly, 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 something will change. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. See, these, this online camp meeting, this is the first one we're going to have this year. By the time we get into the second, we will move from suddenly to instantaneous occurrences of the Spirit of God. Yeah? You can come, it's fine. <laughs> Amen. So, let's keep our gaze set on the Lord. Amen. Let's keep our gaze set on his word. So today is effectively day nine. Can, can I read you Exodus 34? Let me read you Exodus 34.
verse 29. Now, it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of testimony when Moses had, when he came down from the mountain, that Moses, Moses did not know. He was not aware. So many times we assume that if we are in the presence of God, we'd be able to notice the effects that the presence has on us. Moses was not able to tell nor discern what was taking place. That means he was feeling nothing. There was no feeling Moses had that attested to the change of his countenance. None. Yet this thing was taking place. So to him, he was probably as he knew himself to be. Yet that was not the case. Moses did not know. He did not know that the skin of his face showed while he talked with him. So this thing happened while he was talking to him. So all these changes, effects took place while Moses and the Lord were communicating. So while the Spirit, while the Lord was talking to Moses, and what was he talking? The covenant. He did not know. The, the word there is strange because the word there means to, to, to have horns. The shining there is not a, a shining of, of infulgence. No, it was, it was a horn-like uh, 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 outray of light. So Moses face developed horns. This means that the glory that came on him was actually the glory of the living creatures. And at that time, he was displaying the face of the living creature that looked like the horns. And that was produced by what? Speech. By speech. While he talked with him, all of a sudden he took on the face of an ox. Moses. But he did not know it. 
That means you can get to a place in God, in your relationship with the Word, where the Word of God has so much effects on your spirit that you develop the capacity to receive God's Word and have its effect imprinted on you and you not realize it. So this proves that you don't need to see or feel the changes for the changes to occur. They occur in spite of the feeling. But for that possibility to be activated, you must have presented yourself. Like what the Lord said to Moses, and present thyself to me. And I will give you. This is the same thing the Bible says. When one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And we with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. The word there should not be as a mirror. The word there should be mirroring. So we mirroring. The glory of the Lord. How do you mirror the glory of the Lord? It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. He's saying his word is what? Is a mirror. But he says we are the ones that mirror the glory of God. He says I've been changed from glory to glory. So every time the word of God is brought before you, it is there to reflect God's glory. So there is almost a reflection that takes place when God speaks. So that reflection, and this is the beauty of, of the work of the Spirit, is that God's word is presented before you, and it is a mirror. When God speaks, that glory on the face of God is mirrored through what he says. When it hits you, you don't see yourself in the mirror. You see the glory. And he says the glory you see is the glory you become. The glory you see is the glory you become. But he says there must be a presentation. You don't know how you look like until... You are before a mirror. And he says, the mirror of the new creation is the word. And what the word displays is glory. And he says, it is that glory that changes you. So when God was speaking to Moses, what began to happen? The glory began to imprint on Moses. But he did not know it. That means... The highest dimensions in God are void of feeling. See, the problem is we want to feel for us to be convinced. My God. And God says, no, you don't need to feel. The reason why, he says those who feel are those who have not developed capacity. Once you develop capacity, listen, listen, listen. 
When a man falls under the power of God, it means the force that is coming to him is greater than the force that is resident in him. So he falls. But if the force that is released that comes into you is equal or lesser than the force that is resident in you, you will not fall. You understand? Why? Because that force cancels out the force that's coming into you. So, if, if a force greater than you enters you, the side effect will be what? Coming under that power. But it is God's desire that our capacity matches the stature of Christ. It is God's desire. So that when he speaks, we can stand. Notice what happened when the angel came to Daniel. He said, when I saw him, I fell. But it was not time to fall. It was, <laughs> it was not time to fall. He says, I lost all strength. But it was not time to lose strength. That means he had access a glory for which his body could not handle. So he needed strengthening from that dimension in order for him to contain the, the glory, the presence of that being. So the angel touched him and he said, be strengthened. And he stood upon his feet. He, he, the boss says he stood upon his feet. By the strength of that word that came to him. So what the word of God does to a man is that it pulls him to the realms of its communication. The dimension from which he's speaking. And I heard a voice. I heard a voice. I heard a voice speaking unto me from heaven. Saying unto me, come up hither. That is the duty of God's word to pull us to the place where it speaks. So the word that speaks to us from that realm is the word that sustains our presence, our capacity in that same dimension. So the more you, you stay in the word, you remain in the word, something happens. The glory enters you. And that same glory gives you capacity. When a man realizes the essence of God's word, his life will change. His life The greatest power in the universe comes from the word. It comes from the word. God's greatest demonstration of his power comes from his word. Let's look into something. Um, um, Deuteronomy See them? Chapter 8 Verse 18 <laughs> The Bible says In Luke chapter 5 That Jesus 
get to teach and the power of God was present That means power follows what? Power follows the word. See, if you want power in your life, true power, bring yourself under the presence of God's word. If you want true power, lasting power, eternal power, power that does not fade. You see, one of the reasons why my ministry is consistent in power is because it is based on this principle. The power of my ministry is not power from my prayer life. It's power from the word. You see, because you, you derive, the, the origins of power in your ministry is derived by the, from the foundations of your ministry. You see, there are ministries whose foundations are in prayer. So the power of the Spirit of God is routed through that because you must understand the Spirit has to compensate for their lack in other areas. So he routes the power through a strong foundation that is present in that ministry. And you, you, you see that when the ministry drops in prayer, the power also drops. Because its foundation is prayer. But the Bible says the house of God is what? The pillar and ground of peace. So the foundations of the house of God is the word. Is the word. Prayer will not take you to the heights of God. Only the word. You know, and many people struggle to, 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 to agree with what I'm saying. But what is greater? God talking or you talking? It settles the matter. It settles the matter. So if a man talks like God, And a man who prays like a man. Who will make greater inroads in the spirit? That's why he says, put me in remembrance. You see, God's word gives us the ability to talk to God at his level. When a man understands this, when a man understands this, he will gain boldness into the presence of God. When a man understands this, when a man understands why God gives us his word. It's an invitation. It's a call. You see, he gives angels his word to do. He doesn't give us his word to do. He gives us his word to become. No matter how many angels hear from God, they can never become like him. Yet they hear God's word probably more than human beings. Yet they can't become like him. Because the power that God's word gives them is not to become, is to do. They've already reached their heights. They can't become any more than what they are, but we can. 
through the word of God. Through in your life, pray you never develop itching ears. Itching ears is when a man wants to hear something different from what has been laid down. That's itching ears. Pray you never in your life develop itching ears. Where what you hear starts to bore you. Where the word of God, where, you, where your spirit, your soul has no appetite for the word. Oh, oh you, you are nearer to darkness than you know. When you want revelations beyond. Things that cannot be found in the Bible. Why do you say that you don't have Bible? Let's do what I said. How does it agree? The moment that happens, it is a different spirit that is navigating that man's ministry. did not know. So you don't need to know. The only consciousness you should have is that I'm presented before God's word and I can hear God's word. Let's read. I said Deuteronomy 8. Eh? 8. 18. This is the year of prosperity. If you have to wait for a dream to see the future, you don't have a ministry, you have a gift. You want me to repeat it? Yeah? If you must dream, to see the future. Yours is not a ministry. It's a gift. It's a talent. <laughs> you see, the future runs parallel to the present. It's not something that is ahead. It is happening parapashu to the present. I am he who was and is and is to come. I am he. He, he didn't say I am going to be. I am so Right at this present moment, God was, God is, and he is to come. He is the past, he is the present, he is the future. When? 
So all the activities of the past, of the present, of the future are parallel. That is why the future can change the past. How does God rectify the errors of the past? He doesn't change the present, he changes the future. That's why God can alter destinies. Did not God intend for Saul's kingdom to be eternal? Yet, it was not eternal. How was it changed? His, his, his disobedience in that time altered his future. So he had no future to go to because he had corrupted his future in his present. So that's why a man can stand in the present and say, I am in the future. Once a man say, I come from the future, that future has become what? Past. Because he, he, he went there and he returned. When he returned, that future became his past. That's how God works. And that's why, that's why prophecy is so important. Because prophecy delivers to you the future. As a past event. As a... Why am I saying this? Because in the mind of God, this year has already happened. Is not something that is going to happen. In his mind, this year has passed, has came and gone. So the word he gives is to help navigate your feet, to walk in the paths. So it is a year of prosperity and destruction. See, that's why our prophecies cannot be false because they already happened. So it, they, they're not waiting for, for, no, they already happened. So when it happens in heaven, it's new. It's just broadcasting news. Right now, if probably there's, 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 there's an earthquake in the Philippines, right? You don't see it. It happened. And then you see the news and you're like, earthquake in Philippines. Has that thing, is that thing happening or has it happened? So you are just catching on to what has So God's word helps us to do what? To catch on. To catch on. Without it, we can't. The future will always elude us. So we live the future now through the law of faith. 
through the law of faith. Okay, okay, let me stay there. It's fine. You see, faith is a law. Faith is a law. Like any law, it has its advantages and also its disadvantages. So faith is a law. And law are absolute. You can't change the law of gravity. You can't, you can't change it. If you want to change the law of gravity, you have to impose or operate another law that is greater than that law. But you can't, like, change it. You understand? You can't. So everything you create, everything you make, must be able to operate, if you want it, within the laws of gravity. Right? Because it is a... That means laws are respected. If you don't respect a law, it will crush you. Yeah, just go up on the Burj Khalifa and you're like, creation is God's. So I can be free and just take a step in the air from the Burj Khalifa. You are disrespecting a law. You are and if you disrespect a law, you will suffer. But you can utilize that same law to achieve great feat. So laws are respected. Laws govern certain operations. So God puts laws in place for the purpose of what? Governing. Right? It says the king is a law to you. To govern you in the way of righteousness. So when there's a law, that means there is an opportunity to advance. So faith is a and one thing about laws that they are not discriminatory. They don't discriminate. Laws don't, laws don't discriminate. That's why faith can work for a non-Christian and work for a Christian. You were a non-Christian. It was faith that made you a Christian. It did not discriminate that when you are a blue non-Christian. So I won't work for you. When I are from this region, I won't work for you. So the law of faith is universal in its application. You understand? That means, if that is the case, that means for anything to exist in this plane, it needs to operate under the governorship of the law of faith. So a tree lives by faith. 
A bird lives by faith. Jesus, when he made comparisons to how God feeds the birds of the air that neither work nor toil nor speed, he said, will not God feed you? Oh, ye of... That means they were receiving their meals daily by what? So God was saying to you that a bird has more faith than you. That is why it seemingly is fed much more than you. Because you depend on what? On laboring, on tilling, on spinning in order to eat. A bird depends on God. So when God compares you to a bird, he says you have more, less faith than a bird has in God. Because it neither spins nor toil, yet your heavenly father feeds it. But you must eat through the toiling and spinning of your labor. And he says you lack faith. Because he's telling you that if you operate the law of faith, you will not need to labor or spin like the bird in order for God to feed you. He will feed you irregardless. You don't say to your child, if you have more than one child, you are lazy, you are active, so the active one must eat more than the lazy one. They are your child irrespective of their what? Of their vocation. So you don't forbid the lazy child less food and give the active one much food. They are your children. That status grants you the obligation and the responsibility of feeding them. We have tried to take worldly principles and apply it to God. It does not work. God said, if you being evil know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more? Your heavenly. That means the fatherhood of God operates on a higher and greater platform than the fatherhood of men. Because men are evil and can give good gifts. If God is good, what happens? messed up. There's something in Paul theology that is wrong. How when he, when he tells the church in Thessalonians, he that does not work must not eat. He was saying that based on his own experience. Because he didn't want to put pressure on them while they were in that region. Because he said, I didn't want to disrupt the gospel. Yet Jesus, when he sent his disciples, says, eat what they give you. Sleep where you are welcome. For, for a servant is worthy of his wages. So Jesus is disagreeing with, I mean, Paul is disagreeing with Jesus. Paul is not the standard. It's Jesus that's the standard. That's one of the reasons why he had blindness. You know, Paul had a sickness, a disease that could not be healed. Yet, yet from his body, demons fled. From the substance of his body, demons fled. Yet his eye problem could not be healed.
So when you get to class 7, where we discuss and criticize the writings of the apostles, you will know by what spirit a man operates. Like, like James. James says, faith without works is dead. What did you say? Faith by itself is a work. So he was mixing faith with the law. Because he was referring to the works of the law. And he's saying faith without the works of the law is dead. And that's error. Why? Because he was the first one to rush to write the epistles. His epistle is the first. That's why Peter says of Paul that his writings were very hard to understand. Or to be accepted by those who are learned in the scriptures. That means even himself had trouble accepting some of Paul's writings. And see, Paul knew it. Uh, if I had the time, I'll show you. Paul knew it. He knew that he had flopped in certain areas. And he knew the reason why this thing remained. Hallelujah. So he calls us to live by the law of faith. The law of faith. It is absolute. The law of faith is absolute. You, you can, you can, <laughs> you can, for instance, if if you take a stone, right, and, and I say to you, I'm going to take this stone and I'm going to throw it up, right? Can you determine the outcome? You can, right? Why? No, without even being conscious of, of the law of gravity, you can determine the, the, because you've lived so much in that environment that you know that it must come down. That's what the law of gravity says. What goes up must come down. The, the law of faith is that way. You, you can determine that after you have acted in faith, what is going to happen? You can't have any... He says, you, you, if when your children ask for bread, do you give them a stone? When, <laughs> when they ask for an egg, do you give them a serpent? That means a child can expect... The outcome when he asks or makes a request from his father. So if he asks for bread, he, he, he can be sure that he's going to get bread. He's not going to get a stone. He's going to get bread. The law of faith is that way. If you ask God for the Holy Spirit, God will not give you a bamboo spirit. He will give you Holy Spirit. 
are you listening to me? And this he was saying to men who were evil. Men who were corrupt. He says, you being evil, if your child asks for bread, you will not give him, you will give him bread. He says, how much more? So based on the law of faith, you can know if you're operating within the law of faith because that law is in the frequency of God's operation. That's how God operates. It is determinative. If you say, Father, Holy Spirit, Father will give Holy Spirit. It's a law. That's why the law of faith does not need you to think. When you operate on the law of faith, you don't need to think that is this thing going to happen? Uh, it, the moment you think, you're not operating that law. The moment you think you're not operating the law of faith and whatever you have asked or whatever you have you thought you acted in faith will not happen, will not materialize. Because faith is not in the thought arena. That law does not work in the thought arena. That law works in the heart. <laughs> that law works, operates in the cardia, not in the nos or, or the logismos or the dianoia. It's in the heart. You don't think in faith, you believe. See, people who doubt operate on the thought because doubt operates on the thought. It's a hijacking on the mental faculties. So when, when, you, when you act in faith, you don't think. You believe. That's the law of faith. You believe, not think. So what cripples the faith of many is thoughts. Faith, faith says, faith says, if, if, if I ask God for Holy Spirit, God will give me Holy Spirit. So you know, even before you ask what you will get, So you can't say, I asked for Holy Spirit and I received a green spirit. So it is determinative. It does not wait for God to reply. That, that's what makes faith such a powerful law because it does not wait. By the time it is finished, Making the request, it knows it is done. It does not need a yes or a no from God. Because God cannot deny a man that comes to him in faith. He cannot. Because faith pulls. Its nature is to pull from God. Oh, must I show you? If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And she pressed about the crowd. And she touched the hem of his garment. And she did what? She said her disease stopped. The flow stopped. And she was healed. Did she ask Jesus? Did Jesus say yes? Jesus himself was shocked. Because the Bible says, he, he turned around and said, who touched me? And Peter said, no, no, no. Many people are touching me. He says, nah, nah. 
straight out of your mouth. But the logical process of speech is that whatever you say must come from what you think. But when you speak in tongues, you don't think what you say. You don't think what you say. It comes out. That means the law of faith operates on the same principle. Once you believe and say, you don't need to think again. Pastor, you mean to say, that thing must not enter my mind again? It did not come from your mind in the first place if it is faith. So the fact that you are bringing it back into your mind suggests and implies that you are treading on doubt. You are treading on anxiety. Because the mind, you see, the mind is a child of the soul, not the spirit. The heart is a child of the spirit not the soul. So the heart has its controlling faculties just as the mind does. So anything that comes to the mind or anything that depends on the mind depends on the soul. And because it depends on the soul, the soul only accepts what its perceptions or what it perceives. Anything outside the range of its perception. The soul says, I, I can't accept that. I, no, no, no. No, I can't. I, I, it's foreign to me. It's alien. I can't accept it. Now, faith is outside that range. Faith is outside that range because faith comes from the... That's why the mind can never produce faith. Only the heart can. If you have a mind like mine, you, 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 you will never, I'm not afraid to ask heavy questions. I'm not afraid to ask God heavy questions. In my heart, I believe Jesus was raised from the dead. In, in my mind, <laughs> it's 2,000 years ago. How can that thing still work now? Because the mind can't accept it. It's outside its range. It's outside its range. It's too far beyond its perception in range. So it can't perceive it. So it can't really accept it. But the heart accepts it. Show me Holy Ghost. Show, show me the spirit you say you have. Show him to me. How sure are you is the Holy Ghost? It's not the phony ghost. <laughs> how, how, come on, how sure are you? How sure are you that this dead one is the, is the real one? Show me, Mike. Since you're confident, <laughs> how sure are you that that la popo? Is a real tongue. Holy Ghost inspired tongue. 
How sure? If you use your mind, you can't be sure. You can't be sure. If you use your mind, you can't. You can't. So what, what must you use? Your heart. Why? Because there is where you have the witness of, your, of the spirit. That no, this is the right thing. For the spirit bears witness with our spirits. Not with our minds. And God knows it. Your mind will never agree as long as it is unrenewed with the activities of the spirit. So I need what? Faith. Because the mind must feel, must think, must process. That's why I know when people start asking me, Pastor, how, how is this thing? How, how? Like you mean to tell me that you, you just, how? I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of thinking going on there. And it's difficult to communicate anything because you still want to process it through your thoughts. Because if I tell you I just stand like this and I do like this, you'd be like... See, the law of faith will, will make you seem to natural men or men who, who utilize natural means to advance their life like you are a witch. Like you are involved in some form of wizardry. It's the law. Because they don't know that, that there is a world where things can happen that way. You can just lie in your bed and create your life. Just oh Lord. Uh, I want to read Deuteronomy chapter eight, but I want you to understand this. I was telling these guys last week. There's a, I live by one principle. There's a principle I live by. It's one. It's one. If I ever say that I want something, I must get it. If, I ever, if you ever hear me tell you I want something, just know I'm about to get it. That, that, why? Because here's the thing. My what makes God God? What makes God God? If he does what he... So the integrity of his Godship is where? What he, if God says, I'm going to do this and he does not do it? He loses integrity. 
If God says, I want this, but he doesn't fulfill it, he loses integrity because it came out of his mouth. So by the time I say, this is what I want, I already, the faith is already there. It's about to, and I must do it. Sometimes not because I need it, I want it, I said it. It came out of my mouth. It's not a matter of need. It's a matter of it escaped my lips. So it must be fulfilled. So that when I look at it, I know that thing came from my words. You see, my faith will never fail because every time I look at my life, I see products of what I said. Everything in my life, you, you, you are my word, become flesh. And there is nobody on earth that can, that can, that can try to make me go lower than what I want. If I want it, I want it. That matter, it's not about price. It don't, it don't matter how much it costs. It's not about money. It's about the fulfillment of my word. Am I going to work for it? Yo, hell no. <laughs> you see, some of the things I have in my life would, would have taken me naturally a decade to, 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 to work. A decade of working and, and saving. A decade of working and saving. I have faith. Do, do you hear what I said? I have. That's my currency. You see, it, 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 it's like it's like it's like it's like your your tour, your, your twenty rands, thirty rands is backed up by the gold reserve. I mean, not even the gold, the dollar reserve, right? It's pegged on the on the dollar. My faith is pegged on the word of God. I have faith. Trust me, I have faith. It's not borrowed faith. It's faith. Is Bible, Holy Ghost, Jesus' faith. It can make you jealous. Yeah, some of you are. You just hide it with your fake smiles. But I don't care. It's faith. That's how I live. If I ever say, hey, I want. Ask my wife. That's my wife. That's my wife. If I mention, hey, I want this. Three, four weeks, I'll get it. And that week I told her, I don't have money. I don't. You see, Many of the things I do in my life, I don't tell people. Be oh. Many
many of the things I do in my life, I don't tell people. Even my wife. Things I do, I don't tell. God, I don't know where she is at her faith level. So I might tell her, I want a Bugatti, and she's like, Bugatti? Hmm. And you know, a hmm from a woman, it finishes you. A hmm, a hmm, you're done. You, that faith, that whole thing, you built up in the secret place, it's gone. Because you heard a hmm. You see, so I say it right at the end. So even the hmm, no, it's already done. It's paid for. It's being delivered. I'm waiting for it to be delivered. Because I'm not using our money. I'm using my faith. Because women would assume if you want this, you'll be using, you know, money in your life savings. You know, so her mind starts rolling. So I just said, you know, I want this. Hey, P. Lab. Oh, yeah, I want it. Better go on the record now. You know, we'll let her get around. Monday, it's here. That's how I operate. Many, of, many things in my life, many things I don't tell until I do. Because I don't want anything interfering with the fulfillment of my word. When I bought my car, I woke up in the morning dressed up, said to my aunt, little sister, your boy. Came back at night in a brand new car. Why? 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 It's about the fulfillment of, we didn't say together, I said it to myself. So by the time I start broadcasting, it, in, it's done. It's so you're looking at a pastor's wish, pastor thinks that I, I'm not thinking there, darling. I'm done. You are thinking, me, my mind is on the next project. My mind is on the next faith project. Because that's how I gauge, I strengthen my faith. It's by, it's by creating projects. Faith targets. He said that just shall live by faith. Where now what are you living by? What form of just are you? Because he said that just shall live by faith. Maybe you're not the just. Maybe you are the unjust. 
unrighteous. Because he said the just lives by faith. Remember when I was broke. You know when you were broke? <laughs> no, don't look at me like that. Some of you are there. I remember when I was broke. You, you know that life? When I was broke. You see what's killing you, Mike? Is that you depend on your salary. That's what's killing you. Your faith is crippled. Even when you're like, Father, I'm believing for 20,000. <laughs> but I earned 14,000. You're crippled. Lord, I believe. And you know that boss of yours is stingy. You know it. remember when I was broke. I remember it. <laughs> I remember it. You know what I do when I was broke, Mike? I go into the ice store, spend two hours there, playing around with laptops, iPads. That time I'm using a laptop with a broken screen. One part you can't see, other part is an ink demarcator. <laughs> the other part you can barely see. Go, you know, to those fancy restaurants. Just order a bottle of water, lemon and ice. They'll ask you still. I say no, no, no more water. Now they're reading my Bible. They come back again and again. What do you want to order? Nothing. I'm okay, chef. Reading my Bible. Meanwhile, people around me are ordering some steaks, <laughs> fries. In my pocket, it's just enough to go back home. I'm broke. But my faith was not broke. My faith was not broke. You should find, you should find my tapes when I was broke. You should find them. In fact, I should find them for you. I should find. I, I still. I still have a catalog, an archive. I should find them. You'd be shocked. Because this guy broke. You know, I'm going to church with food. And they are like, we are more than conquerors. The world, this world, we conquer. I conquered it. My world, I've conquered. There is nothing that I don't want that I cannot have. Did you hear what I said? There's nothing that I want that I cannot have. 
Kan sama dengan kadi needs. Why? Faith. Trust me, it's faith. It's nothing else. It's faith. Is faith. The law of faith. It is determinative in its outcome. You can determine, oh, this is what's going to happen. If it did not happen, you know you're not operating that law. So you go and, and fix and configure. And where do you go? The world. Jesus said, how? How? How could we not heal? Jesus said, because of your unbelief. That means anything that does not work that should work. The main cause is unbelief. The main cause. Because everything in the kingdom is facilitated by the law of faith. Imagine a bird has more faith than you. A lion has more faith than you. An elephant has more faith than you. Jesus. Nine to five years. Just to galavan the savannah. Yeah, that thing is big. Never seen an elephant. I've never seen an elephant that's mal malnutrition. Have you ever seen an elephant that's malnutrition, bro? You've never seen it, right? You've never seen an elephant that's malnutrition. What? It's nine to five. What is the elephant's nine to five? D? What's the elephant's, what's the bird's nine to five? Just flying around. And the active. Have you ever seen a sluggish bird? Have you ever seen a sluggish bird? But I've seen sluggish people. Malnutrition people. You got a major problem. You got a? You have it. Can I show you how to fix it? Yeah? Can I show you how to fix it? Can I show you? Can I show you? Really, really show you? Take no thought. Take no Take Take You know I showed some of the some of the guys uh, uh, my account number my account balance remember those of you I showed remember it was like single digits. Talk about 20 rands. I said to them, come back end of the month. I just forgot to show them the balance end of the month. How does a balance shift from 
single digits, uh, 230 rands to five digits. How? You know how, how, how much five digits? Yeah? No, six. How does that happen in the space of 15 days? How does it happen in the face of where you go from 80 bucks to in the hundreds of thousands? Trafficking. Trafficking your account. You can't say it's tight. You can't say it's tight. There has to be something else. It's a, it's a force. It's, it's a... And when I show them, like, hoo, 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 pastor. I laugh. I wasn't thinking about it. I don't think about what I have. Never think about what's here. No, 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 no. That's never an issue. I don't look, look not at the things which I see. This 30 rand, what he seen, I look at it. What I look at, oh, no, no, I, I need a 100. And I make plans, not according to this. I make plans so already what I've determined will have come by the end of the month. I said, no, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. I need this. We, we have done much, we have done much uh, in our house and for ourselves uh, after my wife lost the job then when she had one. There she, she'll tell you. We have done more after the fact. Because your faith needs opportunities to grow. Your faith needs opportunity to grow. I listen to me. I'm not, I'm not sharing this with you to make you feel somehow. I'm sharing this with you to show you what faith does. My fridge, my fridge, single door, 90,000. I bought it cash like this. And not alone with everything else. With everything cash. I went into the store, I said, no, take. I need this, 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 delivered to me by such and such a date. And that's money I did not have two months before. I didn't. I take out two hundred thousand, like I'm taking out probably maybe like ten thousand. It's faith. It's nothing else. It's faith. I don't do any extra business. I don't have any other business. I don't. 
at home. I wake up in the morning, I go to the gym, I do my ministry stuff. That's it. Not a businessman. I'm not a... It's faith. I'm going to show you now. Just be patient with me. Still early. It's how I want live here. So just be patient with me. Let's just talk. Again, let's talk. When I got ready to move, I got an interior designer. You know interior designers, they have a fee, right? You must pay them a fee, their own fee, and the furniture. No matter how, how much was the fee? You know how much was the fee? You want me to tell you? Yeah? They wanted 30000 for consultation. Just to consult, sit down. What do you think you like? What's your kind of... I include furniture, anything. Just to sit down. And after you say yes, you must source. And they must make. Remember what she showed me? And then she showed me, I said, for what? I said, no, just give me two months, please. I went to my money-producing factory. I said, in the name of Jesus. That was the first month. I said, in the name of Jesus. That was the second month. I said, Melissa, please send me your account number. And it was done. When we were moving in, the folks who were around were working there. Working. Why? It's faith. Is is a law of faith. It's available for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. It's just that we're not able to pill, on an honorable according to JSE, South African Treasury, World Bank, if you want to live you will suffer along with them. But there's another life, a strange life. How can you have the Holy Spirit and not have advantage? How, how can you have the Holy Spirit in, la- in you? And not have advantage in life. You get everything the same way everybody gets it. You are living like a Gentile, yet you are an heir. He says, he says the things that the Gentile are seeking after, your father knows you need them. Your father, he, but he doesn't say go, go like the Gentiles. Uh-uh. He says, seek the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. The kingdom operates by the law of faith. You heard me tell you, 
during the week that the things Jesus did, he did not do because he was the son of God. He did because he spoke the word of God. Let me show you something in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. It's not stories that I'm sharing with you or fables. We're not trying to pass time here. Hallelujah. We're not trying to pass time. That's why before any service, you'll never see me with a big, big Bible and some big notebooks and encyclopedias. For what? I'll preach sermons. It's not sermons, I preach the word of God. For sermons, if you want to preach sermons, you, you gotta have those encyclopedias. You gotta have those big Bibles, big notebooks. How, how, many, how many years have you been coming here? All you've seen open is this. How many hours of preaching is that? How many hours of teaching is that? What notebook is it? I always say to you, let's test this thing out. You come here, give us a sermon. Give us a preaching. The maximum you last here is 15 minutes before you start before you start repeating and boring us. You start out right, but by the time some time has elapsed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8. So, all that I've told you before, ne, is the outcomes. Ne, the results. But I want to show you something that I believe can move your life in the right direction. You can take strides from what we're going to get into now. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. I want you to read it several times. Ne? Let's read it, please. Yeah. 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 Nah, -uh, you going too far. I said 18. Come on now. Oh, Mazalwan. 18, 18. So just put a loop on day. Let's loop back and forth, back and forth. Let's loop it. Come. Yeah. Yes. That's more like it. Mm. Again, again. Yeah. Okay. 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 And you shall? The Lord 
your God because it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers at, as it is this day. So let's, let's just forget about the, that part, okay? That, nah, let's just forget about that he made. Let's forget about that. Let's focus on for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. I want you to read that part. Again, please. Again, please. Again, please. Again, please. So, so we we going to tweak certain words there, okay? We're going to tweak it. Alright? We're going to. So I want you to read it again. For it is he. Who gives you power to get wealth? Who? Okay. Uh, can we stop there for a moment? Go to First Chronicles. Chapter. Um, chapter. First Chronicles chapter 29. Are we there? Chapter 29, verse number 10. Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours all 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 that is in and in is so let's let's be contextual right since we are talking about wealth all wealth in heaven and in is okay Kosana, you have your bible there go to hosea chapter 2 verse 8 all that is in heaven and earth is yours yours is the kingdom O lord and you are exalted as head over all both riches and wealth both riches and and the word is kabod right kabod refers to weight right but the true communication of kabod 
is really the weight of wealth or the weight of riches. Remember, if you read Haggai chapter 2, he speaks of the glory of the letter house. But prior to that, he was speaking of what? The gold and the silver. So when you read that in context, you realize that the glory he's talking about, he's talking about the wealth that furnished the temple. So he's saying there'll be more wealth in the latter house than the former house because the latter house will be governed by the new covenant. Now, wealth, like I said, is kabod. Kabod is the glory, the weight, the weighty glory of God, right? So he says all riches and glory, kabod, belongs to Come from you. You reign over all. In your hand is power and might. And in your hand is to make great. You are Hosea chapter 2 verse 8. Please read it for me. For she did not know. Zion. She did not know. Yeah. Hey. Oh Yeah. New wine and oil. She did not know it. So God gave her wine. Gave her corn. And she did not know it. God multiplied her gold and her silver. And she did not know it. She did not know it. That means, can God give you something and you not know you are giving it? Can, can you be given riches, be given oil, be given corn, be given wine, and it not enter your awareness, your consciousness? Mm. Yet God did it, and she did not know it. She did not know it. The Bible says there is much food in the tillage of the poor. But for a lack of understanding, they are destroyed. First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. Are we there? Let's read verse number 12, please. We have received. So if a man operates by the spirit of the world, he will not know what God gave him. Let's read. So we, we have not, you have not received the spirit of the world. Yeah. So he says we have received the spirit that comes from God. For the purpose of knowing what God has freely given us. So he's saying the spirit we have received is responsible for letting us know or be aware of what God has already given us. But he says, not the spirit. Why does he make that contrasting distinction? Because the spirit of the world. 
will what? Blind you from seeing what you are given. She did not know. Why didn't she know? Because she was operating the spirit of the world, not the spirit who is from God. So knowledge in the spirit is essential for the activation of the things that have been freely given us. So you will never walk or you will never live by what you don't know. You will know the truth. You will know the truth. You will know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. You will know it. So until you know the truth, you are bound. Until you know the truth, you are imprisoned. What imprisons you is the lie. You know. Because if you don't know the truth, you know a lie. So the spirit is given us so that we can major on the truth of what has already been freely given us. So in the Old Testament, he gives. In the New, he gave. Do you hear that? In the Old Covenant, he gives them. He's going to give. In the new, he gave. Because there are contrasting realities between the old and the new. Okay. Second uh, Peter chapter 1. <coughs> Give me water there, Chris. Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, la, 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 la. Are we there? Because I want us to go back to Deuteronomy. Okay? It's important. Second Peter 1. Second Peter 1, uh, let's read verse number 2. Grace. Yeah, verse 3. As his, again, as his, as his, yeah, going, is has has given so as his divine power has given us what wait remember we are taking this thing in context right so the all things here to us mean what remember all all that is in heaven all that is in earth belongs to him so our context here is wealth and riches so, as his divine power has given to us all wealth and, yeah, that pertain, stop. So, God is not going to do anything. God is not going to do, God is not going to give you wealth. God is not going to give you riches. I didn't say he didn't want to. I said he's not going to. Why? Because he has already... So God will not give to you what he has already done. So if you don't have what he's already given, that means you don't know. 
You don't? Because when you know that he has given, you can do what? You can walk in it. She did not know. How sharp or no? Yeah? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Read it, please. Deuteronomy, let's go back. Let's go back, 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 let's go back. So the problem with us is what? The problem with us is what? Not, the problem with us is not, what's your major problem, Mike? Not knowing, Father. You don't know. Not that it's not done, you don't know. So my, my, my goal now is by now you know, right? My goal is to help you translate what you know into a present reality. That God has already given to you. So, all the riches you can imagine is yours. Understand this. Ne? Please understand this. Understand this. The kingdom belongs to Belongs to you. Yes, where now Nango three room, go four room, go to Zong, go The kingdom belongs to you. It is yours. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give unto you the kingdom. God doesn't need the kingdom, He is God. He lives in a dimension outside kingdom. That's why he gave the kingdom to Jesus. The Bible says he gave all rule to him. He don't need it. He's God, bro. He's God. You, you, you gotta understand the concept of God. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you think God is attached to his kingdom. No. No, the kingdom belongs to us, not, not him. We are heirs. So what the new covenant is, 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 is the inheritance of the kingdom. It's all wrong. Problem or what's the problem and another thing is that most preachers preach junk. Junk. Let me not go there. I start swearing. And you shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Let's stop there and do a little investigation. Ne? Because it is my belief that that verse is not translated appropriately. It's my belief. 
And I didn't know it until the Holy Spirit says, said to me, revisit that thing. When I revisited it, I was shocked. Because that verse there, that verse 18, is actually Genesis. It's actually Genesis chapter 1. See that part I read you? It's actually Genesis chapter 1. For it is he that gives you power to get well. That's Genesis chapter 1. So let's find out. Okay? Remember I told you about the laws of first mention, right? If you find any word in the Bible whose meaning is not properly articulated, you must go to the first place where the original word has been mentioned. So let's start. For you shall, he says, for it is he who gives you. Nah, I don't like it. So if you don't like it, you go to the law first mentioned. You go where the word is first mentioned. And guess where the word is first mentioned? Genesis chapter 1. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 17. Let's read. Yeah. So, 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 which one is the word there? Which one is the word there? Which one is the word there? You're all wrong. You see, because you thought that the word give in Deuteronomy will still be the same word in Genesis. But when you go to Genesis, the word is not give, the word is set. The word is, so God set what? The lights. He put the sun, ooh, and he created a circuit, a pathway for it. But he set it in the firmament. Right? So he, he what? He set it. He put it there. He put the lights in the firmament. He didn't give. So, and God gave them in the firmament. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, brother. What should be written there? Set. Or what? Or put. Right? So, let's go back to uh, Deuteronomy 8.18. Remove their give, put their set. For it is he who... Now, now it's different because now it's not God giving you. It's God putting you. So really, the object of wealth was not what God was giving. It was you. So God sets. It is he who sets you. Not gives you. So you were waiting, oh God, give me power. God says, no, I don't give you power. It's not the power you need. It's a, it's a setting. You need to be set. You need to be put, not, not given. 
See, see how the whole thing changes? Because you think, oh, when you read that, God is going to give me. So you go out thinking and waiting for something to be given you. But God says, no, I don't give. I, I set you. For it is he who sets you. Then he says, power. Oh. Nah, I don't like it. So if you don't like it, what do you do? You activate the law of first mention. So you have to find where that word, its original word, is first used and how it was used. Let's find out. And you know where that is? Genesis. Genesis chapter number 4, verse number 12. Gen 4 verse 12. Let's read please. So who's saying this? So God says, when you till the ground, yeah, yeah. So what is the strength of the ground? What's the strength? Yes, what, what is its strength? Because he says, when you till the ground, it shall not yield its strength to you. When you till the ground, it shall not yield its power to you. What is the power of the ground? Yeah? Fruit, yeah, but use the right word. No, use the right word. Produce. So, the strength of the ground is what it produces. Because the objective of tilling is to yield fruit, which is the strength of the ground. So God says that he will not allow for the ground to yield its strength to Cain. The strength of the ground or the produce of the ground. Are you following me? So it is he who sets you what? Strength or produce, not power. So the produce of the ground is what? Is what? Fruit. Is what? Fruit. So what does the ground produce? What does the ground produce? What is the strength of the ground? Ooh. Ooh. So it is he who sets you to produce. It is he who sets you to to, to produce. It's he, follow me, okay? Follow me. Again, it is he who sent you to, to produce. Oh, power is removed there. Produce to get power. 
it don't it don't make sense because the word get there is asa you know what is asa you know where we find asa genesis chapter one let's go so god sets you to produce He what? That thing, you, you know that thing we are reading, you know what it is? It's Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God put the man, 15, the man whom he had formed, he put him in the garden to do what? To tend it. <laughs> and to keep it. I'll show you. The man whom he had made, he put in the garden. So what God was proposing to them was an Edenic promise. I'll show you. So to get to I don't make right. I don't like so it's Genesis. Right? Let's look at it. The first time that word is mentioned in Genesis chapter 1 verse 7. Let's read. And God, God, so, so what really, what is the key word of Deuteronomy 8, 18? Is that word get? And God did what? And God did what? And God did what? And God get. And God made. And God made the firmament. Stop there. That's rhetoric. Just answer it in your mind. Go back to Genesis, uh, Deuteronomy. So it is God that sets you to produce. Right? And to make. So God sets you to produce and to make. God sets you to pro. Listen, wealth is not something that's going to come to you. It is something that you're going to produce. God was making Israel the production center, the production factory for wealth. Wait there. Let's go to wealth. To make wealth. I don't like that. Because the word I heal there, you know what the word I heal means? It means a force. So God says, I put you, I set you to produce and to make a force. Not wealth, a force. Force. Mm. Yeah, force. The word there is a blank check because it means a force of people 
all of resources. So the force can be an army. The force can be an army. The force can be resource. The force can be riches. So he's saying, I am making you a producer of the forces of the demands of your time. So the force you need for this time is wealth. So he says, I have set you to produce the force of wealth. Let's backtrack. Okay? Let's backtrack. So he says, For it is he who what? Sets you. Right? To produce and to make wealth. Right? So, by the setting of God, that means that's an ordination. Right? The, the ordination to, to produce an army. The ordination to make an army. So he's saying that through this setting, you will have the capabilities of making, producing a force which may be an army. What is he telling you? He's saying you have been set to command the host. Because literally, the word there refers to the force of an army or the force of a resource. And he says, you have the capability to produce the force. So you are the ground. You understand? You are the ground. You are the producer. The producer of this force. So, we can limit it well because of the context and because it does not contradict the word because the first place where the word was used was wealth. So, it, it was used as wealth. So, we can leave it there. So, he's saying that I am giving you or I am setting you in the place to produce and to make wealth so you can create riches you can create riches are you listening to me you can and God made the firmament and God made the firmament question how did he make it that's the question how did God make the firmament Do you pray for the ground to yield? Do you force the ground to yield? The Bible says it does it of its own accord. What do you do? You plant the seed. And what is the seed? What is the seed? What is the seed? So the ground needs the The ground needs the... When is the power of the ground realized? After the seed is planted. The ground is the ground until a seed is planted. 
you will see what the ground the potential of the ground once a seed is planted you is a, is is that is the seed or does the seed appear or does the seed express its potential before it's in the ground so the potentials of any seed are not realized when they are planted in the so God says I have made you the ground I have made you the ground to what to produce and make to assert make make to assert that word is a creative word it's 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 a word that that refers to the the expression of something which is planned let us make so he he determined it before he did it and listen to me let us did when you are saying let us make did he make no So, Asa is the word that, that demonstrates God's creativity. So, before he makes, he must make. And God said, let us make. Let us make. So, the Asaring comes from what? What he says. So, when does God make? When God says. When does the ground produce? When the seed is planted. But he is saying, you are, you, my, hey, let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you what God is saying. God is saying, I have invested, I have planted a wind in you. I am expecting to reap a whirlwind. And that whirlwind is the wealth. That whirlwind is the host. Let's, let's read it. Ecclesiastes. Okay, leave, 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 leave Ecclesiastes. Leave Ecclesiastes. Leave, but because I already quoted the scripture for you, so it's pointless. Go to Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah. Behold, Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 13. Behold, yeah, and his chariots like a what? A whirlwind, a force, a violent wind. And God says, you are that producer. Hallelujah. 
you are that producer of that force of that wind you are remember what blew the quails in what blew the quails in what congealed the red sea what 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 produce what 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 congealed the red sea what parted the red sea what parted the Red Sea? Wind. What brought the quails in? What brought the manna? And who brought the wind? Who brought the wind? Ah, oh, don't lie, man. Who brought the wind? Who brought the wind? Who, 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 who? I want you to say his name. God said, part the Red Sea. Stretch your hand and you part the Red Sea. The Bible says, when Moses stretched forth his hand over the Red Sea, it says a south wind blew. So who brought the wind? Who produced the wind to part the Red Sea? When Pharaoh wanted Egypt, Israel back, what did he use? When he wanted Israel back, what did he use? When he realized that he made a mistake, what did he use? How did Moses destroy the army of Pharaoh? What did he use? The wind. He used the wind to part the Red Sea. He used the wind to close the Red Sea again. So the wind was what was produced. And that wind, I said, is a force. It could be the force of an army. Or the force of a resource. But whatever that, that force is, the Bible translates it as wealth. So the wealth of a nation is in its army. And its resources. Its wealth. It doesn't need to be money. So he said, I, I, I set you to command the hosts. Oh, is that, is that consistent with New Testament doctrine? Let's find out. Because if, if the first mention of wealth is in, re is in reference to a force or a host or an army, we know that this is not a physical army. It's a spiritual army. And this army, the Bible says, is our wealth. That means it serves our interests and it produces what we want determined. So that army can become to you riches. That army can become to you a resource. That army can, can take whatever form. That force can take whatever form. Mm. Okay. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Before chapter 2, let's read verse 1. Chapter 1. Chapter 1. Chapter 1. Let's read. Verse number 14. Oh, oh verse 13. 
Yes, let's ask which angel has been given that privilege to sit at his right hand. Have you been given that privilege? Okay. So that means that you have greater privilege than angels. Thus, greater power over angels. Agreed? Let's read the last verse, 14. Are they not? So every angel, irrespective of its class, is a ministering spirit, is a serving spirit. Is a what? A servant spirit. Every angel, irrespective of its class, doesn't matter, archangel, blue angel, it is a serving spirit. So they are functionaries of servitude. So they are there to serve. So he says to you that for you, or in order for you to produce and to make this force present, reality in your life, he says, you must be set first. You must be set first for these ministering spirits to begin to what? To follow. To follow your command. To follow your command. So I ask, how did God make the firmament? How? He, it, it was by the host, but what did he do? Psalm 105, quickly. No, 103, 103. Psalm 103, quickly. Psalm 103. So it's not about the giving of the power to get wealth. Uh -uh. It's you. You are the producer of wealth. So you can produce as much wealth as your faith allows. You can make wealth. You can make a force. Because remember, it was a wind that blew in the quails. It was a wind. They said, can God death a table in the wilderness? God says, I will show them. And the Bible says, a wind blew. A west wind blew. And there were so much quails that they stacked on top of each other. What did the Spirit of God say to us about 2022? He says, tell them if they will do what is written in this book, Wealth will fall. Will fall. How did the, the quails fall? By the wind. How did the quails fall? He says wealth will fall like quails. Like quails. How did they fall? By the wind. Who produced the wind? You. You. Who made it? You. Why? Because you were set. 
you were put in that position. Read. Psalm 103. Are we there? Verse 20. Bless the Lord. Notice there are angels and then there are hosts. There are eight. <laughs> okay. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angel who excel in strength, who do his, who do his, yeah. So angels differ in function than hosts. The Bible calls them the Lord. Jehovah Sabaoth or something. I know all these things. Right? The Lord of hosts. The Lord of not Sabbath, Sabaoth, whatever. Sabaoth or Sabaoth. Sabaoth. Whatever. But it means the Lord of the Lord of so he said a lot of angels. He said the Lord of hosts. Hosts are an army. Hosts are what gets the job done. See, angels may be individual. You see, Michael came alone. I mean, Gabriel came alone to Mary. Hosts don't go alone. When, 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 when Joshua saw him and he went to him and he said, are you for us or against us? He says, I, I come to you as the captain of the Lord's host. That means he was speaking. Behind him, there was a host. He was the one that said, see, I have given you Jericho. Hosts. They, they walk alone. You understand? And, and he says, he says to you, he says to you, I'm giving you Saba. Saba. That's the word there. Saba for hosts. Says, I'm giving you, I'm putting you in a position to command the Saba. To get the host into action. Host. Joseph had knows host. Joseph had goes into an army with into war with three armies. All he does is praise God. By the time they reach their camp, you know what they find? They find everybody dead. And all they find left is spoils, is wealth. Why? Because the hosts have done their job. Everywhere you find hosts, you find wealth. Everywhere you find hosts, you find spoils. Search it throughout the Bible, you see it. The trail of hosts is wealth. The trail they leave behind, the residue of their presence is wealth. So they go into Jericho to conquer Jericho. And God says, all the wealth there. How much wealth do you think? I mean, Jericho would not, would not be so fortified if there was not something in there. 
host. What did he say? He said, the, the angel, the angel, he says, my angel, the angel of my presence will go before you. Who conquered all those nations? All those seven nations? It was the angel. And what did he leave behind for them? Wealth. He says, bless the Lord, all you his host, you minister, servants of his, who do his pleasure. See what a host? They are servants. They are hosts. Let's add one last detail. Okay? Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And then today we release the wind. Chris, transition. Zechariah chapter. Zechariah chapter four, right? Verse six. Let's read, please. Yeah. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. What was the word of the Lord? Not by. Not by. The king is saying, Mike, is force, is wind. Not by power. That thing is saying power, is force, is wind. So he should have, he should have written there, not by power, power. Or not by might, might. So he's emphasizing a point. That's why he's stressing. Not by might, might. Not by power, power. Not by wind, wind. But by my wind. So he said what's going to get the job done is not any kind of wind. It's my wind. The Ruach HaKodesh says, by my spirit. Hafeza says who? Uh, who? So, the Lord of hosts functions by who? The wind. You see that? He says, the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts is who? The spirit. The wind. So, it is the wind of the spirit that commands the hosts of heaven. And he says, I set you to do what? To produce. I set you to make, make what? A force. And how are you going to do that? He says, by my wind. By my wind. What is the spirit of God telling us? He says, don't depend on your wind. Don't depend on your breath. Depend on my breath. Don't depend on my, your ability. Depend on my ability. Don't depend on your spirit. Depend on my spirit. So how are you going to make? I must speak by the spirit. I must speak by the spirit. So one of the ways you're going to make this entrance into this dimension is that you must speak the thing of the spirit. 
And remember, the Holy Ghost does not talk English. So, you must begin to grab, Mike, you must begin to grab the material to produce from that dimension by speaking according to the Spirit. And where do you begin to speak by the Spirit? So, in this season, speaking in tongues will take on a new meaning for you. You will not just be speaking to talk to God. You will be speaking to produce. You will be speaking to make. So you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, I have come to make wealth. <laughs> I have come to make wealth. I have come to make prosperity. Then you lift your hands and you go, Lipa, Kaile Koro, Somata, Kibala. What are you doing? You are producing the force necessary to attract it. You say, as I speak, according to what you have said to your word concerning my life, that prosperity is mine, that wealth is mine. So I speak and let the host begin to work. Let the host begin to be dispatched. So I speak to make wealth this time. Says he that speak in an unknown tongue does not speak unto man, but unto God, how be it in the spirit, in the spirit, he makes mysteries. The mystery of wealth is in here, is in your tongue. The mystery of wealth is in your tongue. 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 Suddenly they heard a sound like a rushing of a mighty wind. And what, and, and what did that wind make them do? It made them speak. <laughs> the wind made them speak. opportunity given me by the spirit pass me by my gates are open the Gentiles are bringing in their wealth honor and glory is mine Kabod 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 see that Kabod you can't lose no, you can't lose. You can't lose. As it gets darker, you increase your vocalization. The darker it gets, the deeper you go. I make the wind. Imagine, you can make the wind. Let's, 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 let's prove it. Let's prove it. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Let's prove it. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. 
See, you, 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 you speak in tongues with this consciousness. You, you will begin to see four quails falling. Why? Because the host will bring it. The wind will bring it. You see, Egypt, the Egyptians were confounded. When, they, when the Israelites came the night before and said, give me gold, they went to take gold. While they were taking it, they were confused. They were asking themselves, why am I taking this thing and giving it to this person? These are slaves. Yet they did it anyway. You know what happened? Their loins were loose. They had no power. They were weakened. Because a wind was blowing in the territory. Your boss will triple your salary without moving. Without moving, you will stay in that occupation. But he will, he will call you and say, here's a new contract. You will not do extra work, but the salary will be tripled. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's what favor does. It confounds the wind. The wind. John chapter 3. says the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound. But cannot tell where it comes from. And where it goes. So is everyone who is born. Of the spirit. He's saying you are a child of the wind. That makes you the wind. But the wind must create a force. Come on, let's speak in tongues. My kaparo.
maker of the force. You are a producer of the force. This season, you will not wait for the conditions to change. You will not wait for the conditions to favor you. You will make them favor you. You will make them to change. Because God has sent you. He has sent you for prosperity. He has sent you for wealth. He has set you for, there's a divine command that has gone out to the host. Make wealth, make prosperity, make cabal, make honor, make abundance, make glory. They do his pleasure. The pleasure of God for this season over your life is prosperity. They will do it. our year of prosperity we make prosperity we produce it we have been set for that cause let me let me let me read you something let me read you something shala pram zagradi zagali brada sanda sai prato sande geligi shala bada Oh, Sabiete Katieno Kolamadai. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalm 35. Sit down, sit down. Sit down. Psalm 35. Psalm 35. Hallelujah. 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 Let them shout for joy and be glad. Let them shout for joy. Joy is a sign of expectation. Gladness is a sign of expectation. It says in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It says you joy because you are in his presence. You joy because of his pleasures in his right hand. He says who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. He says the Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his. He has pleasure. He, so God says I want you to give me pleasure this year. And the pleasure God will derive from you is your prosperity. Is your prosperity. God is not pleased when we don't prosper. He does not find pleasure from our failure. He does not get pleasure from our poverty. He says he has pleasure. He has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He will prosper this year. 
you will prosper. Because God says so. And because he has set you to produce. God saying to you, the responsibility is no longer mine. The responsibility has shifted to you. Because I have set you in that position. To do what I did. To make and produce. I showed you how. To make the force available. To make the force available. Let me show you one thing, one other thing about the law of faith. Genesis chapter 1. It's right there in verse 3. And God called. You, you see how God made it? You see how God made? You see, how, you see what he did? He made and then he called. He called the night. I mean, he called the darkness night. And the day he called. I mean, and the light he called day. He called. He. 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 He didn't just say light and darkness. He said light. He said light, you are day. Darkness, you are night. He was specific. He was. He didn't just say prosperity. He didn't just say wealth. No. You must call it. You must call it. As long as you don't call it. As long as you say it. You will see it. But it will not manifest. He brought the animals before him to see what he would call them. And whatever he called, that was its name. In other words, it became what it was called. It became what it was called. In your producing of the wealth, in your making of the wealth, God has given you a general check, a blank check. He says you must flee. How much wealth, prosperity you will enjoy in 2022. He didn't say it's the year of 3 million. He said it's the year of prosperity. <laughs> he said it. You must do the calling. He created the beasts. You must do the calling. He has created the prosperity. You must do the calling. What are you going to call your prosperity? Maybe it's your property. Maybe it's resources. What are you going to call it? Maybe it's 10 million. But you must call it. If you don't call it, it will remain a force. Because faith manifests where there's specificity. So God, you said, this is my year of prosperity. 
and you count your needs, your desires, your wants. She says, Father, this year is my year of the 10 million. That's what my faith can produce, can surmount to produce. You must call it. You must call it. It's not God, whatever prosperity you deem for me, that prosperity may be three bomb, three rags. That thing, write it on your phone, your prosperity. Write it on your phone. Put it where you can see it every day. Put it where you can see it at any given moment. Write it in a small card, put it in your pocket, where you can see it. Make it your wallpaper. Wherever it is, put it in your car. And every time you see it, you call it. Just let them write in the frontlets, at the gates, at the doorposts, at the forearms. What's your prosperity? See, our prosperity is different. It's different. It's according to what you call it. So it's not just prosperity. No, the light must have a name. Your darkness must have a name. Your name. You must give that prosperity a name. You must give it a name. And make it. And make the force. Make the army. Make the hosts. If you don't, it will remain in its ethereal form. It will remain in its spirit reality. And you will not enjoy. But he says, let them shout for joy. Are, are you listening? That means there's an attitude you must have in this season. All this grumpiness, attitude, sad attitude, he says, you must kick it out. Says when you go to pray, you're like, whoa, Jesus, whoa. <laughs> Says this is the day that the Lord has made. He has made it for us. We will be glad and rejoice in it, not after. In it. Woo! I'm joyous, Jesus. You just do it sporadically. You're chilling in the office at the computer, like, woo! Your colleagues look at what's going on. I'm just glad. I'm just glad. And you see, you 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 after you call it, you must tell it. 
and ask you, what are you shouting for? Say, God has made me prosperous. Very soon, you will not see me in this place again. <laughs> what do you mean? Have you gotten a new job? No. This is the day. This is the day. This is the God has already made you a millionaire. He's already, you did not, you just don't know it. She did not know that I gave her wine and corn and honey and multiplied her silver and gold. You don't know it yet. But I'm telling you, by the spirit who is from God, that you are made. You are made. You must have a prosperity consciousness, a prosperity mentality. Don't see lack. Don't see. Don't see it. Don't see it. Don't don't consider it. Don't pay any attention. See what you called. See. And refuse, refuse any other vision that is inconsistent with what you saw. That is wealth. You are not given, you are set. And God has set you. He has set you. He has. Set you. I want to tell you something, but I think I'll tell you in the next couple of days. He has said, It is the year of prosperity and destruction. Several of the sons of this year has already taken place. We are in January. You see, there is, there is the set year and then there are signs. The signs are there to make you believe in what God has said about the year. We have seen some of these signs. I said from the third week of the camp meeting, watch out for money, financial miracles. I will be preaching, Michael. Money will appear in your room. See, the same way healing is manifesting itself, money will appear in your room. We will be teaching God's word. Go. Teaching God's word. All of a sudden, notifications. We will be teaching. What will happen? An angel will come out of the screen. And he says, write down 6, 5, 18, 25, 30, 
while we are preaching, you will see a hand give out, give out a letter. Let us say, say this as you say it. Here I'm not talking about you seeing visions of money. I'm talking about money. Money. Money unaccounted for. Not money that was sent to you from someone, no. But it has a notification, it has a reference. From the third week, watch, watch. It says, and the Lord working together with them, confirming his word. Confirming, confirming his word, confirming. His word with signs, with signs and wonders. I know what I'm talking about. Confirming his word with signs, tokens, wonder. You know what are wonders? You know what are wonders? He said, Here am I with the children whom thou hast given. We are for signs and we are for wonders. Activities that shock, that freezes the mind. I told you what God said. He says, teach and I will do the rest. I will do the rest. It's not on me, but I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you some of the things the Spirit of God has shown. That's why I sit behind that screen. Watch, listen. Because one of these days, you will be sitting and you will be seeing something different, someone different. You will be seeing Jesus. And Moses did not know it. He did not know it. You also don't know it. But sit, watch. Sit, watch. Sit, watch, listen. It's not a matter of your own spiritual maturity. Nah, -uh. There is something happening. There is something happening. The miracle of prosperity. Hallelujah. How God can make you prosper overnight. How God can make you forget your problems overnight. Hallelujah. How God can make you forget that you suffered. Remove the remembrance of suffering in your, in your mind in one day. In a moment of time. We are ministers of the new covenant. You understand? We minister the benefits of the new covenant. He is able to make all grace available and abound toward you. And abound. And abound. That grace will be made available. 
This year, you will be made to forget that you ever suffered. You will be made to forget that there was a period in your, in your life where you suffered, where there was a time where you struggled. No, the remembrance will be removed. God is bringing you into a new dimension. One day will make up for all a thousand days in your life. Those thousand days of hardship and suffering and lack and affliction, one day will make up for it. Says this is the doing of the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Some of you right now. Go get licenses. Go get driver's licenses right now. Right now. Go get it. Go get it. Right now. Some of you go start browsing at furniture stores right now. Start buying catalogs right now. God will give you options. God will give you. Start looking into property 24. Start looking for, 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 for the postal code of your preference. I'm telling you. Listen, I'm telling you. You see, you're looking at me like you're looking. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I am. Yes, I'm not trying to juice you up. I'm telling you facts. That if if you would follow. Huh, that if you would follow. The wonders of God will be displayed. Effortless. Effortless. Strainless. See, the same way I'm talking now, that's how it will happen. Without any effort, without any strain. says he is able he is able he is able some of you are about to relocate you're about listen you're about to relocate you're about to relocate <laughs> I said you're about to relocate I'm not talking about spiritually. I'm talking about physical relocation. I am set to produce. That's what I'm producing for you now. You think I'm just talking. 
you think I'm just talking? I'm not just talking. I'm making. I'm producing. I said, God will give you options. He will make you decide whether you want to continue with work or you want to travel the world. Options. Options. You will retire early. You know there are people who are retired at age 26, they are retired. Age 26, they are retired. That will be your portion. Is there your prosperity? We are calling it. We are I'm helping you. I'm helping you call. See, when you call, you don't need to be listen. It's it's a matter of faith. I woke up one day, I said, Lord, oh my God, more than three properties. I claim, I claim, I claim. I can already see the dimension. Says because there was no man to till the ground. We are tilling you. Maybe you don't know. We are tilling you. The Bible says you are God's field. You are God's field. That's what the Spirit of God is doing. He's tilling you. He's tilling you. He's tilling you. Through the word, by the Spirit, He's tilling you. Preparing you. Could Israel have dreamed that they would live in a land where they did not have to lift a finger to let anything happen? Did they ever dream about it? Never. They didn't believe it. Only two in that generation. Two. Two. Not, no, two. Only two believed. Who would, who, who would believe the report of the Lord? Yet he is a God who can do all things. I said he is a God who can do Start calling. Start calling. Start calling. Start calling. If you don't know how to call from the top of your head, write down. Write down and you call from your what you've written down. Marazote Shabaria Put out your Bibles. I want to show you something. You know what I'm going to show you is not in the Bible.
say to people to lift up their hands, there's a reason why. All right? There's a reason why. Your, your fingers are much more than just instruments to hold, to touch. These things are receptacles of power. They are receptacles of power. Your hands are the openings to the inflow of the power of the Spirit of God. So when, when we say lift up your hands, in the Spirit is a sign of yieldedness. So sometimes even if a person's heart is closed, but because of that act, the power can flow in. See, there are many mysteries in the spirit world that are there for us to take advantage. And one of the most potent ones is the lifting up of hands. As, you see, if you can practice this thing consistently and consciously, you will see that your consciousness and the flow of God's power in your life will exponentially increase. So with your fingers, you can sense the power of God. The, the fingers act as like a, a thermometer. A thermometer. Through it, if, if, if your spirit has been uh, exercised enough you can lift your hands and tell how much power is in a place. You can. You can lift your hands and tell there's power here. Because it becomes tangible. So there's another dimension of the lifting up of the hands that is instrumental in the release of power. Years ago, the Spirit of God gave me an administration. He said, stretch your hand and the power will be released. So every time I stretch my hand, under the action of the spirit, power goes out. At times, what happens, especially if I'm instructed to do it, a wind from my right side blows. And that's power. We're going to release the wind of God in your life. this afternoon. I'm going to stretch my hand and as I do, the wind of the Spirit will find you right where you are. It's a wind of deliverance. 
God is going to deliver you. If you need deliverance, physical, emotional, spiritual, the wind of God will carry away and will free you. Father, lift up your hands, please, and look in my direction. Let me explain one last thing to you. There's a relationship between words and power. There's a, there's a strong relationship between words and power. In the spirit, sometimes the timing of the release of God's grace, power, anointing, or whatever it is God wants to impart always has to do with the instruction. So the instruction becomes the timing or the point at which that thing takes place. And that is a signal for the receptors to receive. Not to wait, but to receive. It's like the woman of the issue of, of blood. The source of power was Jesus. Right? And the, the healing was the need. But there had to be a conduit between that need and that source. And the source was the determination of her faith. So she said, if I touch what the hem. So she said it and then she did it. And the power left Jesus and it came into her. Because she determined it by her faith. So she determined it. But they, I mean determined it. But there are times when it is determined by or determined for you. And like I tell you now, as I stretch my hand, the power wind of the spirit will be released. That is the time to receive. So that means for this to be a success in, in your life or with you, that means you have to see the hand go up. You see that? You understand that? This, this, this is how the things of the spirit work. This is how the things of the spirit, they don't, they're, they're not emotional. They don't need you to be emotional. You know, sometimes people become so emotional that they miss the power of the Spirit. They miss the blessings of God because they let their emotions interfere with what God is doing. So emotions must follow, not precede. You understand? That means if, if, if he sees my hand, the instance it, it, it's raised up, right? He'll receive. But if that one sees my hand, maybe five minutes later, it makes no difference. The power will reach them. So it's not, it's not time constraint. It's what? It's, it's the instruction that determines the release. You understand? Like the Spirit of God said to me now, stretch your hand. So as my hand stretches, that power will be released. You understand? But if, if he says stretch, that means you, you must see it. 
you must see it stretch. So that is the relationship between the, the receptor and the power that is released. It has to do with understanding and cooperating with the instruction. It's, it's vital. You see, it's, it's very, very, very vital. Otherwise, what people end up doing is that they end up not receiving and substituting that with emotionalism and sensationalism. You understand? So you know that when the man of God's hand stretches over me, I receive. The wind will be released. Whether you feel it or don't feel it is besides the point. Because you don't feel with this. You don't feel with this. You see, the feeling always follows. The Bible says she received and then she felt. The receiving always follows. I mean, the feeling always follows the receiving. Because when you receive at that time, you receive on the basis of not what you are feeling, but on the instruction that was told you. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So it's not the feeling that made you receive. It's the receiving that made you That is, that is the ministry of the spirit. That's the relationship between power and faith. Because at the end of the day, you can never, you can never fake power. Power, you, can, you can fake many other, power you can't fake. Presence you can't fake, can't fake it. You see, but faith, Faith can make that power tangible to you and almost non-existent to him. That's why you wonder when the power of God hits a place, some accept it and it's tangible to them and they go under the power. Some look like they are donkeys waiting for I don't know what. And you, you wonder why is there a contrast? Is not the power the same? Yes, the power is the same, but the inflow is different. You see, because the one is relying on their feeling. The other jumped into faith. It's like when, when, when there's a move of the spirit of joy and laughter. Some just get into it and others, well, you know, they look like, what's going on? I don't feel like laughing. So they watch on. They become watchers. And they're like, yeah, I wish... You will wish all your life. Because the things of the spirit don't work that way. When, when, when the waters are stirred, you jump in. You see, you jump. You don't like, hey, you remain 38 years in one place. You see? Yes. So you receive. Receive there means to catch. It means to take. It's not welcome. When you welcome, you're like, when you receive, is is lambano dekomai. When you receive, which is the lamban, you take it. That means it, it's a reception or a catching without the request of the one that's giving it. You understand? As long as the requirements are met, you can receive. 
You get that? You get that? That's what, that's what can increase your, your voltage intake in the spirit. When you understand these things, when you understand this, when you understand this, how this relationship works, you would receive, you know, in abundance, in pleru, every time you come into God's presence. So this wind will deliver you. Oh, it will deliver you. It will deliver you. You know, the Bible says, and they took handkerchiefs and aprons from the body of Paul and placed it on them that were sick. And devils left them and they were healed. But those who were taking the handkerchiefs didn't feel anything. Why? Because the intelligence of the anointed discerned that no, they didn't need the healing. It was the subjects that needed the healing. So the anointing is intelligent enough to know who must get what when. So when a wind blows like this, when it passes through the people, as it enters into the people, it is intelligent enough to know what deliverance is needed here. Whether it's poverty, whether it's... No, it's, so, so it's important for a minister to know how to wield the rod of God's power. It's very important. And to help God's people to wield it. Or to receive and benefit from it. You see, otherwise God's people end up becoming fanatics and sensationalists. You see that? Are you ready? Amen. Lift up your hand. Precious Holy Ghost. You are the wind that blew in the fields. You are the wind that parted the Red Sea. You are the wind that changed lives. So in the name of Jesus, I stretch my hands over your posterity. Let that wind of the Spirit blow mightily. Let it blow mightily and bring deliverance to your people. Remember when you said to me that prosperity is not what I think. And I found out that it is the deliverance of God. So release that prosperity to deliver. Upon each individual here that is in need of that prosperity, of that deliverance, of that, of that, of that liberation, of that freedom. Whatever it is, it may be. As I stretch forth my hand, and as the power of God is activated in this temple, 
Father, let it take place. Let it take place. Deliverances of all kinds. Spiritual. Emotional. Mental. Physical. Financial. Social. It doesn't matter what it is. The spirit, the wind of the spirit will deal with it. So in the name of Jesus, I stretch my hands on God's people. And let the wind of God usher and move over their lives. Upon that lady, upon that man, upon that mother, upon that father, upon that husband, upon that wife, upon that brother, upon that sister. Let the wind of God usher in. Yes, let it usher in a deliverance. A deliverance which is permanent. A yes, a deliverance of God that is undeniable by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the wind of the Spirit blow. Let the wind of the Spirit blow. I said, watch. Look at the lifted hand. That's where the power is. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. Bloodline issues. Let deliverance come. Yes, Spirit of God. Financial things. Let deliverance come. Destiny matters. Let deliverance come. Ancestral bondages. Let deliverance come. In the name of Jesus. Deliverance from witchcraft. Wizardry. Let deliverance come. Or receive the wind of the Spirit, child of God. Receive the wind of the Spirit, child of God. Look and receive. 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 The Holy Ghost is intentional. The Holy Ghost is intentional. Look and receive. There it is. Take it. Take it. Take it. There it is. My God, my God. My God, my God. My God, my God. Yes. 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 Look and receive. Take it. Take it. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. The hand of God is stretched over you. It's stretched over you. There's a woman right there in the back. The power of God is touching you. The power of God is freeing you. Let him do it. Let him do it. Be free from those bondages. Be free from those bondages. I command ancestral spirits to leave you. Be gone, you spirits of darkness. You spirits of wickedness. Let yourself go from this lady. I remove the darkness from your life. The bondage from your life. 
They still more power, they still more wind to be received. Receive it, receive it. Receive it for someone that you love that's not here. Someone that you know needs this thing. Receive it. Receive it. There's more than enough power. There's more than enough wind to go by everybody. I said, look and receive. Look and receive. Yeah, say, God, I receive. I receive. I receive the wind. Say, the Lord, I receive the wind. I receive the wind. At the behest of my men of God, I receive the wind. Yes, receive the wind. Receive the wind. Receive the wind. You are too conscious of your surroundings. Receive the wind. Let the wind of the Spirit pass over you. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Give him thanks, give him thanks. You have received, give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks, just give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks for his work in your life. For his work in your life. Give him thanks.
Just give him thanks, please. Just give him thanks. As powerful as the wind. You have received. Just give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. As gentle as the dove. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Something spectacular Only what God can do It's happened in my life It's happening in my life It's taking place Only that God can do something marvelous. Thank you, Lord, for what you do for me. Thank you. Something marvelous, something spectacular. 
only what God can do. It's taking place in my head. It's taking place in my life. So thank, thank you, Lord, for all you do for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you, with an everlasting love. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> God, dear Lord, we love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Are you glad? Yes. Are you joyful? Yes. You better be. You better be. Thank you, Father. Uh, take out the offerings, your tithes. Let me bless them. Worthy is your name. She
Sing it.
the most beautiful, the most holy, the most righteous, the most glorious.
love you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. 
love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You can, you can give your offerings. You can give your offerings. My God, my God, my God, my God, Thank you, Jesus, for your grace, your love, your goodness, and your kindness. The glory of God shed abroad by the Spirit. Thank you, Father.
like you only you are like you you deserve our glory you deserve our praise you deserve our honor you deserve our love you deserve our loyalty you deserve our faithfulness you deserve us you deserve us Whoa. 